Let us pray. In the words of the hymn, prepare our hearts, O God, help us to receive. Break the hard and stony ground, help our unbelief. Plant your word down deep in us, cause it to bear fruit. Open up our ears to hear, lead us in your truth. Show us Christ, show us Christ. O God, reveal your glory through the preaching and also the hearing and study of your word until every heart confesses Jesus Christ is Lord. In his name we pray. Amen. Today is the uh, second in our six-week series on the risen Christ between Easter and Pentecost. First half of the series looks at some of the appearances of Jesus after the resurrection, and the second half uh, will look uh, at the significance of the resurrection. We'll get there in the weeks to come, but uh, we'll start with this. The picture on the screen is uh, how one artist depicts the occasion described by Luke in today's second reading. Uh, last Sunday, Peter Homden uh, helped us to think about the afternoon of that first Easter day on the road to Emmaus, and today's Gospel passage later in Luke 24 uh, is usually regarded as the evening of Easter day. And you turn to uh, page uh, 1226 to have a look. Uh, it's Luke 24, reading from verse 36. In verse 36, the risen Jesus appears in the room and interrupts the disciples while they're still discussing uh, the appearance on the road to Emmaus. Incidentally, it's probably the same occasion in Luke 24 de described as when in John 21, 19-23, there are 10 uh, 11 disciples there, but not Thomas, of course. And the fact that it's the same occasion, but there are slight differences in the description show encouragingly that the accounts are independent. Uh, that rings true and it helps us to know that this is reliable. The disciples, however, needed convincing about the fact that Jesus really was written, uh, risen. And uh, over the uh, verses 37 to 43, that unfolds. Verse 37 uh, tells us that the disciples were startled. I'll bet they were dead people usually stay dead. That's what they thought. Also, it says they're frightened. And again, that rings true. They thought they were seeing some sort of ghost. They must have been, frankly, terrified. Verse 41, the disciples didn't believe it. it, said, it the NRV uses the words, it's because of joy. Uh, today, we'd probably use a slightly different phrase. You might say something like, it seemed too good to be true. But Jesus takes the disciples' doubts and he handles them head on. Incidentally, he does the same thing for us today. Uh, our doubts and our questions need to be handled head on. And that's what we do, for example, in Christianity Explored and in various other ways. would highly recommend that course to you if you've got significant doubts. Uh, from the passage, then I want to look particularly at uh, four things today. And to help us remember them, they all begin with the same letter. The letter is W, and let's dive in. The first W is the word with. All 
through Jesus' life with was a key word. Jesus' nickname, after all, was Emmanuel, which means God with us. In today's passage, Jesus says in verse 36, first of all, he says, peace be with you. And later in verse 44, he talks about this is what I did when I was with you. And uh, Jesus being with us and peace being with us, frankly, go together. They're linked. We can only know the peace of God if we know the God of peace. After all, as Philippians says. The picture on the screen shows a roller coaster uh, with passengers uh, at way outside their comfort zone. When you ride a roller coaster, it helps if you've got somebody uh, you trust alongside you. It helps if you've got a friend uh, alongside with you. The disciples in Luke 24 were way outside their comfort zone. Uh, but they had Jesus with them. Whatever ups and downs we experience in life, we can know that Jesus is with us. The disciples learned that the resurrection wasn't just a vague, nice idea. Jesus was with them. It was a literal reality. Jesus appearing suddenly, and then up close and personal, they could feel uh, Jesus' wounds. They could see him eat and so on. He wasn't bound by those normal limits. That's the Jesus who's with us. And we must always remember that he's with us and uh, later on in our communion service we'll start the Eucharistic prayer, the great thanksgiving, by reminding ourselves that he's with us. The second W is for word. Uh, uh, the second half of verse 44 and into verse 45 in the upper room are very similar to uh, verse 27 on the road to Emmaus, which after all left the two disciples there with their hearts burning within them. Let me read those to you. In verse 44 and 45, Jesus says, Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. In verse 27, he's uh, already said, Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. There's no part uh, of the scriptures which don't uh, lead us to Jesus. After all, as he said much earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus emphasizes that he's the fulfillment of, of the Old Testament scriptures. He mentions the law and the prophets and the Psalms. Uh, here that's the three categories that uh, the Jews had uh, for uh, describing what we consider to be the Old Testament. And in verse 45 then Jesus opens the disciples minds so that they can understand. We pray at the beginning of sermons for God to enlighten our hearts and minds so we will understand and response, respond. Speaking for myself, if I had to identify uh, one factor that's been the most important thing in my own spiritual life, then it would be the scriptures. The Bible, after all, is not just an interesting old book. It's so much more. It's inspired. It's authoritative. It's the word of God, the sword of the spirit, as Paul describes it. Uh, when the Bible is taught, 
God's voice is heard. So that's the second W. The third is W for witnesses. Verse 48, look at it. When we see the word witnesses in English, then the Greek word that's usually used is martyres. In English, we get the word <coughs> martyrs from that, which reminds us, of course, that uh, being a witness can often be very costly. In this church, we've got lots of illustrations of that because our patron is the Martyrs Memorial Church of England Trust, now run by CPAS. Uh, the uh, Martyrs Memorial stands in the middle of Oxford. I'm sure many of you are familiar with it. Uh, and on it there, are then you, you find uh, Cranmer and Latimer and Ridley, uh, who all met grisly ends uh, because of their faith. And we thank God for faithful believers who've gone before us. Just as Luke makes it clear that the church should be rooted in Scripture, he says it needs to be active in mission. Look at verse 47. He says we should be re preaching repentance and forgiveness of sins to all nations. In our world we see so much evidence of sin. In Jesus, and only in Jesus, there's an answer. Forgiveness. The Christians are called to be witnesses to that. So the third W is witnesses. The fourth and the last W is for weight. In verse 49, uh, Luke records Jesus saying that the disciples should stay in the city until they're clothed with power from on high. This is the last but one paragraph of Luke's uh, first book, uh, his gospel. But his second book, uh, Acts, begins with just the same thing. Uh, before Jesus ascends into heaven, he tells the disciples in Acts 1.8 that they should wait. That's the word he uses, wait. I don't know about you, but speaking for myself, I'm often not very good at waiting. I sometimes dive in before I should, and I try to do things in my own strength, when frankly I should wait and rely on God's strength. We'll come back to that in just a moment. But uh, first, let's just recap on those four W's. First one was with, reminding ourselves that God is with us in the person of Jesus. Second W is word, reminding us of the importance of God's word. Third W is witnesses, reminding us that that's what we're called to be, just witnesses to Jesus. The, third, the fourth W is wait. We need to wait on him and for him. Now these four all spring from the text and all four are important. But you might be thinking, well, so what? That's just very interesting, but so what? What difference will that make to us in our lives this week? I'll end with two applications and the word applications uh, has two Ps. Uh, so I'm going to end with uh, two things that begin with P. That, I know that's a bit corny, uh, but that's kind of the way I am. So that's what you, we're getting. The first P is persuade. In our Lent course, Glenn Scrivener said that we should be in the persuading business, helping people to put together the
the pieces of the puzzle about Jesus and life. When we persuade people, we're being witnesses for Jesus. In court, witnesses help the jury to reach a verdict, and that's what we Christians do too. Effective witnesses who stand up help people reach a certain verdict. Incidentally, I'm very pleased that last Sunday, at the end of the service, when I uh, left copies of uh, Val Greaves' excellent book, Your Verdict on the Empty Tomb, at the end of the service, they were all taken. Uh, and I can tell that uh, we're a group of people who are uh, getting to grips with uh, the evidence. When we witness for Jesus, we are persuasive because the evidence is persuasive. And I'll end with the second P. It won't surprise you that this is to pray. I said that uh, earlier that uh, all too often we act impulsively, maybe we go off half cock, or God wants us to depend on him instead. So my challenge to you this week is this. When something happens uh, that you feel like giving an instant response to, Take time to pray. Wait on God. Wait for God. And see what he will do. After Pentecost, our next series will be on prayer and the Holy Spirit. The early Christians learned that they needed to wait on God and for God if they wanted results. And they saw, of course, amazing results. Part of this was taking time to pray. It's the same today. We need to pray. So let's do that now. Father God, we offer you our praise uh, for all that you <coughs> are. As you came to the, those disciples in the upper room, uh, we thank you that you come to us. We thank you that you're with us. Uh, we thank you that uh, there's so much uh, that we can find out about you in your words. You call us to be witnesses. Lord, we're sorry for the times when we've run away from that task. And we pray, please, that you will help us to embrace it, to be uh, better witnesses. Witnesses who wait on you, wait for you. And we pray that in our our persuasion and our witnessing for you, uh, you will get to work in hearts and minds, in Jesus' name. Amen.